Universal. <laughs> we got two words for ya! Listening to Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, the Supreme Dream and the Irish Nightmare. Hey everybody, this is the Irish Nightmare, and you are listening to Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. Today is a special day for our show because, well, once again, the Dream is still on his honeymoon, so I am going to try and make it solo. But then I figured we might as well go with a special guest. So today on the show, helping me out, and thank God, because I don't know if I can do it again by myself, is Eggy from DCEU Society. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's a pleasure to talk. Pleasure to be on your show. Pleasure to talk, man. What an egotistical prick already. (laughs) So what we're going to get into um, for this show is basically getting getting to see – what your thoughts were on Monday Night Raw and what we both thought and how it was, and especially now we're less than three weeks away from WrestleMania and um, what you think the build was like. So, well, I guess we'll start out from the beginning and the opener with um, Roman Reigns, I guess you could say, uh, coming in with unknown and <laughs> no one wanting him there, basically. And uh, Kurt Angle basically having the marshals come out and arrest him. I owe, I owe my opinion, this is, and everything, just said to your listeners, everything's my opinion, I am no one, I'm just a fan like everyone else listening. It, it always baffles me sometimes, where they have policemen or security come out that's jacked to fuck, and you think, you're not a policeman, are you? No. You're some, you're, you're some motherfucking trainee they've got to go, well, you, do you want to, like, just take a beating off a wrestler tonight? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, uh, to me, my opinion, I don't I don't care. We know he's going to go over at WrestleMania. Yeah. He tried this three years ago. It didn't work. Three years like later on, it's still not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing with me, what I thought, I did actually... Um, I like the angle a little bit more than what they have been doing with it. Um, I like the beatdown that Roman took. Um, it, it, I don't know. I don't want to say it made you feel bad for him because that is definitely not it. But it, it just um, added another dimension to it at least. I mean, I agree. You know they're superstars from NXT who just haven't made it yet, who are the, the security guards who just get beat up by Reigns. But, I mean, I found it a little better than anything they've done, but that doesn't mean much, really. I mean, I find it very hard. Plus, it's on really late at night over in, in the UK. Yeah. Uh, I find it very hard at times to watch it all three hours because, mm-hmm. like, like people know, I'm a comic book fan. I'm a comic book podcast and, you know, and you know Twitter page. I find it very hard to watch like those movies that I'm into for three hours. So I'm not about to sit and watch some of the shit that WWE put up for three hours. <laughs> but and I don't know because I but I read on Twitter that whilst he was getting you know beat, no fans were chanting 
you deserve it. Yes. Yeah, I heard that. I definitely heard that chant. Um, yeah, but it, I don't know what it is about Reigns. I mean, we know what it is. He's very um, – his character itself is very stale. And uh, whether it's him turning heel or them reworking that character, fans have just had it with Roman Reigns. The thing is that's scary about it, I have no problem with the physical guy. Yes. The guy is not the problem. Yes. I have no problems with Roman Reigns. I have the problem with the Cena Mark II. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yes. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. for me. Um, all right, well, I mean, not a lot really came out. I mean, other than that, just him beat down and, and taken to the hospital, well, in quotes, air quotes, to the hospital. Um, there, there really wasn't anything really solved, and we're going to have to, again, wait till next week, which Brock Lesnar probably won't be there next week because he's never there and just happened to be there this week. So we'll see where they go from there. But, I mean, aside from another brawl happening, you're not going to get much until Mania with this match anyway. So um, let's move on to the the Alexa Bliss um, promo before her match with Asuka, which was a squash match because you knew Asuka ain't dropping her streak on a random Monday Night Raw. Oh, Um, no. (laughs) um, And then the Nia, Nia coming out after the count out, and chasing her down and getting her hands on her a little bit, but not what you wanted. To me, this is the most forced, well, one of the most forced storylines going into WrestleMania. As, in a nutshell, the storyline is because she called the fat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously? I mean, you have how many writers? Yeah. And this is the idea you have? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it two months ago that I believe Naya had uh, Bliss on the shoulders and dropped her? Yes, yeah. So, so she was still friends, but now she's fat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She weren't fat before. Yeah. She wasn't fat before. Yeah. She just weren't walking past a real-life uh, fucked up, uh, you know, frame or something. Yeah. Or mirror. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Again, I don't. I think it's a little in poor taste by the WWE, considering how long ago was it where they had the Be a Star program and the anti-bullying oh, yeah, thing. Bullying, yeah. yeah, and then you go in and you have one of your top stars calling another one fat and and um, just as stupid as she is big and like it, I don't know how you do that. You turn around and do that. So that was a little in poor taste. You could have did it and can do it a different way. But like you said, it's it's very forced because they have Asuka going up against Charlotte. So you have to have a title match, of course, for Raw. So, I mean, so this is the next, well, if you want to say best thing, I don't know about that, but the next thing in line. And the match, if Sasha, or Sasha, wow, if Alexa doesn't get squashed in this match, I mean, I guess they could have the Mickey James uh, interference type thing, and that's the only way that Alexa can beat her. But I think the title should go on Naya, realistically, for at Mania. I, the, I'm going to use Vince McMahon logic and think we, the title is more than likely probably going to go on Oscar. Yeah. Well, I mean so, that title anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I don't see him switching both women's titles. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're going. So it. it because, because, think about it, they're not going to switch that title and then they'll not 
going to switch the Oscar title. It's like, this is why I commit, I also can make an argument of, I think possibly AJ will keep the belt at WrestleMania. Okay. Because I think they'll go with the, let's crown Roman Reigns. <laughs> and it, it kind of, if you crown him Roman Reigns again, yeah. you know, it takes a lot of shine off the fact that a guy early on in the card was going to have a ten times better match yeah. than Roman will. Yeah. Because let's be honest, Roman's going to get paid roughly nearly a million dollars, probably, mm-hmm. to take about 16 suplexes, an F5 kick out, a spear and a fucking Superman punch. <laughs> That's what he's going to get paid for. Whereas you're going to have AJ Nakamura going to no doubt rip the house down. Yes. And sure. if you have a ten times better match where the fans are up the down doing crazy shit and Nakamura wins the title for the first time, it's a lot better than the same old shit from Lesnar. And a guy that you don't want to see win the belt win the belt. So I think that's where I think like you say, I think she'll keep it with Mickey James like cheating or doing the holding the foot down kind of spot. Yes. I think she'll keep it. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes complete sense. Um, and it sounds like probably exactly what's going to happen. Um, I, hope that, I hope that that feud at least will live on a little bit longer and they keep drawing that out. Because I think it could be a good feud if they put some time into it, the whole Bliss and Nia Jax thing. Because it, the one thing WWE does do right is the whole um, friends to enemies thing. They always seem to get that right. So if they could do that with these two, it, it would be hopefully a good feud anyway. Yeah, it would. I think if you're going to go down this, I think to stop criticism, if you're going to go down the, yeah, this is a feud because Naya is, it quotes, fat, then why don't you do one of these? They've not, as far as I know, they've not done one of these sit-downs with Michael Cole recently. Yeah. Have Michael Cole sit down with Naya and have... Now you do like a heartfelt, you know, I've battled with, you know, being big all my life. I've had to come through it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still, I'm in the WWE just like Alexa is. I'm going to prove her wrong. and just me. Because I've seen bits of her on like Total Divas or whatever that crap is. <laughs> and she comes across as a really genuine nice person. She does, yes. I agree. So just put that out there. Just go. Because she can still do Boxers and MMA fighters are nice people, mm-hmm. but you can still do the, yeah, I'm nice and this is my side, but you know when WrestleMania comes, Alexa, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> you can still do that. That's real. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people who have who are badasses can still be genuine nice people. It's just they flip that switch when it's time to flip that switch. That's what I find at minute that's been really good about the Ronda Rousey stuff. She comes out, she's like so legitimately looks so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. And then you saw two instances on the pay-per-view and the roar after where it's like, yeah, I'm happy to be here, but Stephanie, I will break your arm in two if you carry on fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the one thing I was worried about when you first you first saw her and the, the whole beginning of the contract signing was the smiling because in, in the MMA – from the beginning of her building any of her fights to the all to all the way to the end, you never saw her smile. You know what I mean? You never saw that because it was she was instantly all right. It's wartime. I'm gonna have this look on my face. 
to where in WWE she was smiling. I'm going, man, that's not that's not what I expected. And then all of a sudden she flipped that switch, and it was Ronda Rousey in there. And I'm like, okay, this is a lot better now. The, the way I I was sold the moment Stephanie slapped her yeah. and the fans were like, oh, <laughs> and it's legitimately that you fucked up. And it's like, fair enough. Yep. <laughs> the one thing I wish they would do with Ronda, they've got to change that fucking music. You don't, yeah, you don't like the, uh, yeah, oh, the walkout music. Shit. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, that was, and that was the MMA thing, and I'm surprised they let her bring that over and use it because, you know, WWE is famous for wanting to have the fans forget what the person did before WWE. So I was shocked when, at the Rumble, you heard her music, and I erupted. (laughs) Me and the Dream were watching it together, and we're sitting, and I hear the music, and I erupted because I'm a big um, UFC fan, he is, but not as big as I am. So as soon as I heard it, I knew it. It hooked me. <laughs> I knew it was Ronda. He's like, what? And I'm like, it's Rousey. Like, it, it, it's her walkout music. I was shocked. But then, and then they keep using it now. So I don't know if she's going to keep going with it. I mean, because of that reaction of the, U, of the UFC fans, knowing her and the familiarity of it, or will they change it? I think they will eventually. I think it's... Uh, a subtle way of getting her in the door. Yeah. And like making her feel like those that are MMA fans, that, you know, it's familiarity. Yeah. And this is where we're going to go. And then we're going to like steadily move away from MMA Ronda to, you know, wrestle the you know, WWE Ronda. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, uh, the, now one of the things, one of my favorite parts of, of Raw um, last night was the Braun Strowman versus Cesaro. And not so much for the match. Just because when it started, it was going to be you were going to hopefully try and find out who his partner was going to be. Um, the Cesaro match, um, it, it was still good because Cesaro is so good at what he does, and so is Strowman. But it wasn't, I mean, anything that that you expected it to be. You knew they weren't going out there to have a a, a classic wrestling match. But I mean, afterwards, just saying that he knows who his partner already is. Um, I put a poll out on our Twitter account last night right after that match, and um, I asked Elias, I asked Kane, I asked Big Show, and I asked um, Samoa Joe, who is supposedly cleared and was there last night backstage. So, I mean, out of all of them, what do you think? What do you think is the best option? You know what? I completely forgot about Joe. Yeah. Well, I, I, first time I assumed it would be the big show. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking because Elias is just over like Rover. Yeah. But it would make no sense because, you know, it put a giant fucking guitar through his back. <laughs> it's not something I unless you go, you know what? He's so tough. He'll be my partner. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, do you know somebody I am? Oh, I thought it could have been, but I don't know where his injury stands. I thought it possibility could have been Ray. Okay. I thought it could have been Ray Mysterio. Okay. Coming back at WrestleMania. But I'm going to go, uh, I just think Helvin thinks, yeah, I think it'd be the big show. Yeah, um, I know, just to, just to answer your question, I did read this morning um, because Ray has a match with um, Jushin Thunder Liger this weekend yeah. um, for New Japan. 
And uh, apparently, whatever, I don't know if it was shoulder or something like that, I believe, but whatever it was, when they thought it was like a tear, but I'm hearing it's only a sprain. So he's going to be good to go, apparently, and all his dates till WrestleMania that he had booked are going to be fine. He doesn't have to pull out. So, um, but I don't, again, like you said, I don't, I don't see that looking at the way Vince is going to book things. Um, yeah, I like the big show in, in that point because oh. then you upset the bar. Um, you're making them a, you're making Strowman and big show a face tag team when the bar is going to be the heel and you give big show that last match on mania because he's basically done at this point. So he gets that yeah. one more match. I mean, I suppose you could always, if you go in that one more match, would they go Mark Henry because he's gone in the Hall of Fame the night before? That would be nice too, yeah. Also, they've got the strong man background. Yeah. have got that in common. Yeah, well, that actually, that's a really good one. That's one I didn't even think of, but yeah, that's a great idea. Because I, I'm, I'm sure you personally, we'd love for like Joe to come out at WrestleMania yeah. and just like, Big slapping people yeah. and just like fucking like, king of clutches yeah. and just win tag titles because Samoa Joe deserves a fucking good run. Yes. But I'm just thinking, it's he thinks, which is amazing how Ron Storm has been booked because Vince thinks big guy first. Yes. Yeah. Um, whereas it's amazing because if you thought big guy first, why the fuck is Ron Strowman not in the main event? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The whole the whole Richard Rodriguez thing with with Roman Reigns. I remember hearing that that's why they were they were originally thinking a fatal five way for the Intercontinental title. And then if something were to go down, they could pull Strowman out of that match and then put him in the main event in, in the case that Roman would have been suspended if evidence actually came out to be real for real anyway. But at this point now, yeah, I mean, if you're booking a big guy like you normally book a big guy from Vince's point of view, Strowman should have won it months and months ago when he was in that, what was it, the Fatal 4-Way or Fatal 5-Way? You know what I mean? Like, I'm shocked that Strowman hasn't won it yet. I really am. But just just take the old steroid, is he on him, is it not? I mean, let's be honest, did he get suspended for steroid use? Once before, yes. Yeah, so let's let's be honest with Rain, it, it could be no small way out of fire. Exactly. With that. Yeah. But take that out. Take we don't know. That's all hearsay bullshit. Exactly. Let's just go on the fact that main eventers, what is over, what isn't. Yes. Yes. Your most That's it. Yeah, That's it. Your most popular superstars and the people that get the most reaction should get the later matches and the and the higher profile matches. So you're talking guys like Rusev, Elias, Strowman. Um, I mean, Brock, what? Uh, Brock, I, I, we'll touch on him in a minute. But I, I just, those are the guys that should be getting the main matches. Rusev, again, I don't think we really have a direction or we were told a direction yet for Rusev for Mania yet. And maybe we'll see tonight considering SmackDown hasn't come on yet. But, yeah, those guys deserve to be, be there, especially Strowman with the push he's been getting. I cannot believe that they're still just doing this secondary storyline with Braun Strowman. And my worry is with Strowman is, right, so you're going to put the tag titles on. We assume mm-hmm. you're going to put the tag titles on at WrestleMania. Yeah. How long is it going to be until he gets the actual world title? And is it going to be a case of, 
by the time he gets it, you've lost faith, and it's like that long. It's like, oh, we were behind him, and it took too long. Yes. And it's like, because I would imagine, this is just my opinion, he has to be the shoo-in for the Rumble next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You would assume. Yeah, absolutely. He has to be. But then we're talking another over 365 days for him to get the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you if you're gonna say, you know what, Strowman, we're gonna get the tag titles, you're gonna put three months, you know, we're gonna keep it on the Miz, the Intercontinental title, you know, you'll lose the tag titles, we'll build it to Miz, you'll beat Miz at SummerSlam, and then you'll win the Rumble and you'll go to Mania, and mm. probably like, you know, you you win Reigns at Mania, you'll win the belt. You know, fair enough. But unless you keep building it more and giving him titles people will lose interest about how much over he is. Yeah, and not only that, how much more can the guy do? I mean, you already had him use a goddamn grappling hook and pull backstage down. You had him put drop a drop a piano on a guy. You flipped over the announce the not just not the table, but the entire stand of the announcement. I mean, the guy's done everything. He's flipped over eighteen wheelers and there's only so much more shit he can mess up. Before it's like, okay, now what do we do with him? The only thing you could conceivably do with him is, I mean, we've heard, I don't know how true this is, that uh, Bobby Lashley's coming back. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard that right. Then the only thing you could do with him is have Lashley come back as a heel or something and just have him take Strowman out and set Strowman and just go, you're, you, you, you're not going to receive for three months. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, with, you know, two months out of sight, out of mind, yeah. and that's the only way, conceivably, you can get to Mania next year without, for a good three or four months, you'll be in treading water. Yeah, and then it, it's a big surprise comeback oh. at at uh, maybe SummerSlam or something like that, and then oh. he gets completely over from just hearing that entrance theme hit. I mean, the pop that he would get after being gone for two or three months would be huge. Um, so, I mean, now I'm not going to, we're not going to really go in deep to this next subject, but this is one that me and the dream actually disagree on, which is not a lot, but the Bailey and Sasha, um, what is your opinion? Who would you rather have as a heel, Bailey or Sasha? I think they will do the biggest, stupidest thing and they'll turn Bailey heel. You think that's stupid? I think it's fucking stupid because the simple reason I think it's stupid is what you have done. If I was Vince Man, I would give yourself a clap like you're Barry Owens. Mm-hmm. Because what you have done is you have turned someone that was legitimately likable, mm-hmm. that people loved Bailey, and kids were behind her. People, when she came up, fans were chanting, You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Now, you've turned her into a bit like, where the fuck is she now? No one cares. Mm-hmm. No one. That's what you've done. He deserves a slow and clap for what he's done to Bailey. Yeah. And the old, and it seems like they're going to do what they did with, to some extent, to Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, there was no need to turn him heel. There was no need. Because they've not benefited. He's not benefited, really. They've not done anything. 
Yeah. When Tommy Sam as a heel, they couldn't have done with him as a baby face. Well, yeah, true. But the only thing is, is that at least now he's in a big storyline. Like before, he was kind of well, and it's not his fault. Well, could he have not have been? Could he have not been in a big storyline as the baby face that fans will legitimately buy his merch, get him behind? Oh yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. You know, getting behind him, there were no need. It stinks of someone's got. Shane McMahon needs someone to beat a mania, says Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. If that's the motivation, you know, what What are you thinking? Because, to me, this storyline is going to end up being with Sammy. It's going to end up being Sammy, uh, Kevin Owens, and Shane McMahon as a three-way. Yeah. And it's like he's going to beat them all. He's going to beat the two indie guys. Yes. You know, yeah. the big man will fucking dig it. <laughs> and this is what this is going to be. It's like, Sasha is a better heel. Turn a heel. Well, yeah, and that's, well, and see, you, uh, so you agree with me that so obviously Sasha's a better here because we've seen her. Now, the whole thing with the dream, he thinks to turn Bailey heel because we haven't seen it and it'd be something new. But, now, to play devil's advocate to your point with Bailey about why Turner and everyone everyone with her and stuff like that, isn't it the same derivative of a Hulk Hogan turn? I mean, granted, not to that level, but you have so many people love this person to turn them heel like like they would. Wouldn't that be the perfect turn instead of it turning um, Sasha? Well, on that, I mean, I don't need to be headbutted by a horse to know I wouldn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but to me, the problem is with this. If this was a year ago and the fans still loved Bailey mm -hmm. and she just come up from NXT, yeah. fine. Okay. But what they've done is they have turned the fact that now no one cares about Bailey. So now the turn means nothing. Yeah. It now just stinks of to revitalize a career, turn Bailey. It's not that there's a reason. It's just to bail it. Yeah. Yeah. A bit like Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn. It seems a common theme. A person will be over in NXT, will come up, and within six months, no one gives two fucks about any of them. Yeah, you know, that, and that's one big thing that um, we have talked about in several episodes, is that it really seems like, and of course the blame goes right to Vince on this one, is that you have Hunter running NXT or him, Regal, Michaels running NXT the way they do and getting them over as much as they are in these smaller venues. Um, and however the production they're doing is, then they come up to the big show and all the characters that you have invested all this time and money into kind of get lost. I mean, it, it happened with, well, and luckily they resurrected him, but it happened with Aiden English and Simon Gotch, but they got rid of Gotch and kept Aiden English, and luckily he found chemistry with Rusev and developed that. But you have him, you have Ty Dillinger, you had a, Zan a Sami Zayn. The only exceptions really were Balor, and even him, he's not getting booked right, but at least he's still over. Um, of course, Kevin Owens, Sasha, um, Becky to a smaller extent kind of getting lost. Charlotte. Charlotte's another one who didn't get lost, at least. But a lot of their, I mean, that whole class of NXT that got brought up that are now the top people, a lot of them were getting lost. I mean, look at Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, they're trying their hardest to make him a main guy, but it's just not catching. You know what it's, I mean? 
it just it doesn't work. I mean, work. I I loved NXT when they had ev- everyone that should be a main event star now. Yes. That was on that. That's when I used to be legitimately thought, oh, Rick Bray Wyatt's a you know intimidating character. Mm-hmm. Now it comes out just a ten minute promo where you go, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and it goes like, I'm the eater of worlds. Do you know what? If you are the eater of worlds and you're this intimidating, why the fuck do you never win? <laughs> well, why and, why yeah. the fuck do you always scared of Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's, waiting, it's the for, funny I'm thing waiting is... for Dana Brooke to come out and snitch slap him. <laughs> <laughs> because he's got Stolia. Yeah. The only thing I you gotta I gotta give it Bray is um, a the booking for him has been absolutely horrible since he came up. I mean, there was a little bit of time where it was it was good, but other than that, it really hasn't been good for Bray Wyatt, and it's obviously not his fault because he would book himself a different way. But the whole thing with Bray and the Eater of Worlds and why you're not winning, I mean, they could have they could have made him such a big star just by, and we did that when we did the special for you guys. Um, we talked about this, the whole taker streak and how we thought that I thought that it shouldn't have ended dream thought it should have. And then when we got to the end, we figured Bray Wyatt should have been that guy. If if you really wanted to make him what you think he is, you give him that streak breaker, you turn him into the new face of darkness, the eater of worlds, and you turn him into a derivative of the undertaker like that style. And you make him that. I don't understand what the why the hesitance on making him what he should be. Yeah, I you know what? I completely agree. My if I had fantasy booking should have always been that he was intimidating and he beat people. And if you were going to go up against Cena, fair enough, you lose, you win. But have him at least beat smaller guys and have feuds and win these feuds. Because let's be honest, it is the feud. With Brian. Yes. Kind of feud with Daniel Bryan. Yes. He lost. Yes. He lost. He got bitched out of the cage and Brian went on. He did the feud with Cena. Cena, what, beat him like a drum every time. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, Bray Wyatt's, you know, decided to come back by having kids going around singing a song. <laughs> it's like, who cares? Um, because if that were in England, someone would have kicked the kid's teeth down his throat. Yeah. Um, he did the thing with Kane. Kane made him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had the thing that the uh, when he was in the Wyatt, the Wyatt, he went up against the Shield, the Shield beat him. You know, does he win? He never win. Undertaker comes back, they wrestle once, beats him. They did the Brothers of Destruction at the Survivor Series. Yes. And two people just bitches the entire Wyatt family are. Yeah. It's like you're being told something. You're being told that no matter who you come against, you are nobody. You will not win. You will not go over. When he won the title, it was to drop it to Randa. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So they could do the so they could do the magic words on the map, <laughs> which is really intimidating. <laughs> Did Randy Orton seriously think, "Oh, there's worms there"? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Uh, I mean, we'll, we're going to touch on Bray Wyatt a little bit more in depth coming up. Um, so now let's move on to, and I can feel your eyes rolling before I even say this, the John Cena promo last night. 
<laughs> so John Cena again for the second week in a row comes out, says he's going to give you the 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 answer of the Undertaker, and then says nothing, and then continues to say the Undertaker's name like seventeen times, like he's calling for Beetlejuice. Um, it's just, and then Kane comes out, doesn't say a word. Did anyone really think and believe that Kane was going to say something and not choke slam him? I, I don't, that's one thing I was like, you know, he's going to attack him. Like, do we really think that Kane's going to give him an answer? I, I just, yeah. the whole thing was kind of, if, I don't know, iffy at best. Right. This to me, this feud, this build to Undertaker, you know what I would love? If the Undertaker came on the screen and went, no, <laughs> it's went off. Because just, just, and John Cena's like, oh, all right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, because what, what is, right, so the storyline is you're desperate for WrestleMania. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're desperate to be on a show. Even though it's at Mania, that's it. So this puts a present of, so next year, so next year, Dolph Ziggler could come out and go, after last year, uh, Undertaker, you're a coward, you're a prick, uh, you won't come and fight me, you're an old man. And he gets Undertaker at WrestleMania. Also, what's in it for the Undertaker? What's in it for it all? Nothing. Oh, this, this guy, this guy nothing. calls me out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing is in it for the Undertaker. And plus, if I was Roman Reigns, I'd kick Vince's door in and go, so you couldn't give me the streak. Fair enough. You couldn't give me the streak. So what you've given for me to hold my hat on is I'm the one that retires The Undertaker, and I've got that that's special to me and my character. No, I ain't even got that. Yeah. I haven't got that because guess what? It's coming to wrestle Cena. Yeah. So I haven't got that. I haven't broke the streak. I haven't retired him. And also, what was the point in all that emotional moment that kids, adults, you know, old people, young men, women, everybody, that when there were literally people in the audience for WrestleMania crying because the Undertaker took his gloves off, took the jacket off, took the hat off, mm-hmm. and did the, the arm raise at the rings before lowering down and everybody would thank you, Taker. Yeah. What was the point? What was the point of that emotional? It means nothing. Yeah, it's just basically to mess with people at that point. What will happen? What would happen one day to Vince when Undertaker literally can't do it? Heaven forbid, said the Undertaker has like, a, you know, does some deadlifts and like next year and just pops his knee and can't wrestle again. What the fuck? What? Did he not have a plan for when the Undertaker can't wrestle again? Or does he expect he's going to wheel Mark Calloway out in a wheelchair, <laughs> get him in the ring, and someone's going to take a fucking choke crap up for it? <laughs> What's he going to do? Yeah, I don't think he has a plan for it. And, I mean, it, and like, even even Cena says in the promo that WrestleMania is not WrestleMania without The Undertaker. Uh, yes, it is. It is. Well, yes, it is. Because oh, guess yes. what? There was about ten or so before, or so many before The Undertaker showed up. Yes. Yep. Yeah, under yeah, Undertaker did not start at WrestleMania one. It didn't happen. So yeah, I agree. I, I think um, now, I don't know. I want to see it as a fan because it's just Taker Cena. But I'm praying that Taker is still in good enough shape to look good because the match against 
Yeah, and now even well, back further than that, the the Bray match, he looked like shit against Bray. You know what I mean? He looked tired, and he did not look like he could hang. And then he kind of had a little bit of resurgence for the next couple matches to where he actually looked good. But then uh, and then again, he just he's starting to not look good. So you can't keep just doing this just for his name. That's it. You can't do it. And also, let's, let's just lose logic. I know it doesn't count in wrestling, but let's lose logic. If Cena wins, what does he win? Because he has constantly, for the last couple of weeks, turned around and gone, you're an old man, you're this, you're that, you're a coward. If he wins, he's beat an old man, he's beat an old coward. Yes. If The Undertaker wins, The Undertaker will not be seen again, again, or at least for a year, and then what does Cena do? He's been beaten by an old man who's a cripple, who does deadlifts on his wife's Instagram. <laughs> what does he, what, what does he come if he loses? Yeah, that's the only there's thing no about benefit. that match. That, that no matter what, there's no benefit for either superstar of winning or losing for that match. You imagine, you imagine, uh, Undertaker win. I think the Undertaker will win mm-hmm. because it's a kind of send him off after the last match. Send him off after this one. Yeah. Right. He wins. Roman Reigns wins. They do a pay per view in two months' time where. Now Cena wants to challenge Reigns. If I was Reigns, I'd be like, fuck off. You spent two or three weeks saying he was an old man. You lost to an old man. Now you want to wrestle me. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Honestly, could you imagine if someone went and, I don't know, picked an old MMA fighter, just picked an old, like, Randy Couture. Yeah. Someone of the, no other Cena, no heavyweight, picked Randy Couture, go, you old, have been. Randy Couture come back and just bitched him around, tapped him. And then went for the cold art, the MMA, you know, UFC champion, and go, I'm coming for you. You go, fuck off, you just lost to an old man. <laughs> what does it matter? This is a good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, I, you, have to, you have to think this is actually happening. Like, they're not really going to just not do it. Like this, I would love, I would love, he built to WrestleMania, you know, dun, 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 dun. he does his fucking 20-minute rundown because there's a long entrance, gets to the ring, he's ready, throws his hat, does that twirl of his shirt in crowd, bong, druids come out, pops up on Titantron, uh, no, I'm not coming, fuck you, and discuss, <laughs> that's it. I'd love that, tell me anyone would expect that coming. Yeah, no, no one would. No, because everyone at this point, because it was said, believes it's happening. You know oh. what I mean? Because it, it, it's now being talked about and talked about actually on camera, believes it's happening. And I was just talking about this today with somebody that I, if you're going to do it, I say to have him not respond. Have him guessing. Oh. And you have Cena and Nikki Bella sitting ringside for the whole, oh, for the whole event. Bella. Well, look, look, if he's going to be sitting ringside, you know she's going to be there. I'm just saying, nah. I'm just saying uh, to make it realistic and uh, as well, as realistic as it can be. Uh, and he tombstone her. Yeah, but I mean, you, you have them sitting ringside. You have the matches happen. And every now and then you have the camera on them. You have Kid Rock come out. And because it's his... Oh. His um his song is the song for Mania. You have him perform, and then all of a sudden, Kid Rock goes into American Badass, and all of a sudden, a motorcycle pulls out, 
and Taker is on the bike as American Badass. And then you have this shit-eating grin from Cena's ringside, and he's already dressed for, for the match because he's wearing jorts and a T-shirt all the time anyway, so he's always ready for a match. But, and that, I mean, if you're going to do it, do it like that. Uh, the same old video package of The Undertaker, you know what I mean? You've done it a thousand times. At least do it something different if you're going to do it, and that would be at least a little bit different. I don't think they'll do the American Badass for the simple reason of I think they'll want you to see whenever the fuck this is. The Undertaker, the last time being the Undertaker. I think you've got more chance of him coming out in the old Undertaker fucking glove stuff. Yeah. And the, uh, Do you know what I would... The only way I'm going to be interested in this match at all is if we get the obligatory Undertaker promo on the Tron, and it goes, I will wrestle you at WrestleMania, but you put your career on the line. Which might happen, you know what I mean? Which which might be the caveat to the match, because we hear that, that Cena kind of wants to back away and, and go to act anyway. So that that could be a severe possibility, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't sub. I mean, object to that. I I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, because it, it there's nothing on it. It's yeah. like I said, it's an old man wrestling someone that's desperate for the match. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's nothing on this yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, you're there's right. There's not even the streak on this. Yeah, no, not at all. It's just to better the Undertaker's record at this point. Yeah, just a little bit. All right, so now to the main event, which shocked me in in itself, and the main thing everyone's talking about coming out of Monday Night Raw, and that's the ultimate deletion. Um, Now, myself and the Dream, we were big fans of the broken character, and it's the only reason we watched TNA um, when he was on there was because of the broken character. And to now it finally come to fruition that you have – whatever, whether you want to go woke and whatever, but the character itself versus Bray Wyatt at the Hardy compound, um, in my opinion, uh, it, it reached on every level that the, that the original character did. They showed you everything you wanted to see. Um, it was the perfect mix of comedy and yes, it was hokey, but that's exactly what the character was in TNA. It was very cartoonish and, um, but still stupid and funny in the same way and still a little bit barbaric. You had the senior Benjamin, you had brother Nero. Um, I think it was well done and it was a good way to end it. Um, but now it's just a question of what happens next. Now, what was your opinion on the, the ultimate deletion? Yeah. Um, again, Ray Wyatt lost again. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's great. Yeah. But I, I never got the idea of the broken gimmick. Mm-hmm. But the the final deletion, everything they did in TNA like that, I enjoyed because it was literally a case of what the fuck is this? Yes, yes. It was. I mean, you're getting drones. You've got a guy being thrown into a. River and then coming out as another character of themselves, you know, throwing fireworks at each other. Mm-hmm. Jeff, Jeff in TNA nearly setting himself on fire. <laughs> Just madness. This felt like, I don't know, it felt like 
to me, Matt couldn't do as much as maybe he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Creative-wise, it's like, this is not going to... And also, you think, you've got a lot more access to characters that could have, you know... I don't know, like the Boogeyman could have turned up. They had maybe access to do crazy shit. Yeah. But it was like, it felt to me, my opinion, is Matt Order, you know, lobbied for it. It's get up and went, right, do it, and I'd never want to hear this again. Yeah, sort of like, okay, go do it, but this isn't going to be a regular thing. That's it, because it's never real. It doesn't... Vince is going to get behind the broken, walking gimmick at all. He's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's, not character, he carry, he's not in character. He's not character he creates, so he's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing to me, um, it felt a little bit rushed. Everything <sighs> felt rushed um, from one part of the compound to the other. felt a little rushed. But, I mean, yeah, I think they could have done um, – I mean, you've seen his wife playing the piano and stuff like that. You didn't really see his kids, but you really do you really want to see his kids at something like this? But I think the more they can hold off a little bit and try and keep doing, they got to do more promos at the camp with the compound and him not be there on Monday Night Raw. It's the one way that you can save the character, like all the promos they were doing before it happened, and you've seen him telling him. Uh, Senior Benjamin to get the battlefield ready and stuff like that and him with the George Washington as a giraffe and they need to do more of that and him at the compound and not have to be on Monday Night Raw and just do splits like that for a five to seven minute video or something like that that way it doesn't get stale but like you said with Vince McMahon not 100% behind it is he really going to get that time anyway and plus you look at where it came from in TNA yeah. TNA needed to fill time. So they would have given Matt and Jeff the time to develop this character. Yeah. Vince doesn't care. Vince wants to know what's Roman doing, you know, what's Cena doing, what's these characters doing. He's not going to invest time in Matt Harder with a, a rogue from the X-Men streak in his hair. <laughs> you, know, you know, talking like a bad South African. Yeah. And shaking like Michael J. Fox. You know, he's not going to do it. It's because he's going to look at this as like a you know, 60-year-old year old man and go, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Because I'll, I'll, I will bet now, I bet you Triple H got this done. Yeah, and I think that's the big thing, and that's probably the only way it's going to keep going, and thank God maybe for Matt Hardy at this point, that the XFL is coming because maybe Hunter's having more decision-making in this and maybe he, his head will be turned for a little bit longer to where you can start to actually get it. You mean, I mean, well, here's hoping that it is anyway, because that that's the only way it's going to happen the way people want it to happen. And again, think about what you just said then. That is Vince McMahon mentality. Yeah. He's now taking time to do something again failed miserably before Yes. in the XFL. Mm-hmm. The guy will never learn and he will get something over if it kills him. Yes. Roman Reigns, the XFL, this is, this is, if he's got something in his mind to do, he'll do it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you see that. I mean, now looking at the business plan, I, I watched, I, re, I was actually off the day they had that press conference. And um, I watched every minute of it because I wanted to see how he presented it and what he was going to say about it. And I got to admit, I did. Um, it did seem to be a better business plan um, ah. where last time it was more um, vengeful, more Monday Night War-ish to the NFL. Like it was very trying to compete with the NFL where to this way he was more of, well, we're going to do football the way fans want. Whatever you want, that's what we want. And it, it seemed a lot more of a smart plan to still do football regular, but not try and compete with the NFL. Yeah, I can see that. Plus it's taking time. Wow, there's literally some breaking news now. Have you seen? No, I have not. On the WWE's own Twitter page, Daniel Bryan has been medically cleared to return to in-ring action. Holy shit. What does that it's mean? It's on the Twitter page right now, the WWE's own Twitter page. Huh. Well, you, we just broke news, and probably the, the first podcast to break it, considering it's just happened. And how many minutes has gone by since that tweet has gone out? Ten minutes. No, I right. would not have believed that unless it came from the WWE's own Twitter page. Well, there you have it. A 305 Brotherly Love Wrestling podcast is breaking Daniel Bryan being cleared by the WWE. That is amazing. That I will go out on a limb now and say it won't be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. It will be Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Yes, and I, I, I agree because now – now we have something to look forward to as far as SmackDown goes, because now tonight on SmackDown, this could be what this is leading to. This is probably why they released it when they did, because now what is every wrestling fan going to do? Oh, well, we got to see what they say on SmackDown. You know what I mean? It's actually about pretty damn good timing for them to do this, because now you're drawing even more eyes to your to your show tonight. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I uh, you, with everything that this thing's been building since what, SummerSlam? Has this... Apparently, it's been retired for two years. Yeah, but I'm saying the feud between with the whole Daniel Bryan, uh, Shane, oh yeah. yeah, all that SummerSlam, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. To me, now get through WrestleMania, please. Do him in the mid. Yes, yes. Please yes. do that. We have to do a superstar shake-up and get them on the same show, and you have to do Miz and Daniel Bryan. Absolutely. Wow, good for oh, him. Oh, I'm just, I'm just thinking, oh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. <laughs> See, the possibilities are endless, and this show has just taken an amazing turn thanks to this breaking news because wow. there's so many things now that we can talk, we can do as far as fans and talk about that. I mean, with the Miz and with with now with AJ Styles, hell with Nakamura and Daniel Bryan. Wow. You know what I mean? There's so much now, and um, and man, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania that would make WrestleMania so much better instantly. This this is just amazing because now you have perhaps WWE now perhaps as a new top babyface in the company. Hell yeah, yes. 
Yeah, so now they got – I mean, Rusev is not a baby face or a heel. Well, he's, I guess you would call him a typical heel, but to get over like that, he's really not a heel. So, But Daniel Bryan, yes, would be a complete baby face without a doubt. Do you know what? I think if they're smart, still look after him. Don't just shove him. You know, don't let him work a full schedule yet. Yeah. You know, look after him. You know, gradually, could you imagine come the Royal Rumble, you have one of the, like, the Austin Rock, you know, turning to him, and you have Strowman and Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the two biggest baby faces probably still at the company. That would be uh, amazing, an amazing match. Strowman and Bryan, man, I couldn't even imagine the just the type of match that they would put on. That'd be ridiculous. I, I think everyone now, at least on the SmackDown brand now, has gone, well, that's my spot possibly gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, well, it was nice while it lasted. <laughs> mm. Wow, I cannot believe that. That's That's absolutely amazing. Well, yeah, all my all my media is basically going into what we're doing right now, so I had I have nothing to look at. <laughs> I just saw Daniel Bryan's name trending, and when you see a name trending on Twitter, you immediately think, "Oh no!" Yes, yeah. That's something's happened. Yeah, this is tremendous news. Wow, man. Well, I mean, okay, so. <laughs> um, I, I completely lost my train of thought because this took me by complete surprise. Um, so let's get to know what I mean. Where where you started in wrestling, like loving wrestling. What what made you a wrestling fan? Like when when you were a kid, did, who'd you like? Well, when when I was a kid, I remember I went to um, in England. We do things like it's not always typical, but you know, always like a week the weekends you would go to your grandparents' house. And I remember we had, uh, uh, my grandmother had Sky, which is like a network mm-hmm. thing that not everyone had at the time. But I remember we'd go, we would, typical Brit, we'd have fish and chips, <laughs> typical British thing, we'd have fish and chips, and we would watch, it would be, um, I think the Smurfs came on, like a repeat of the Smurfs. You would have the beginning of the Simpsons, which like early 90s. Mm-hmm. And then like the Saturday night wrestling shows. And the first thing I remember was seeing this random, but Luke Vic Borger did a promo about Tatonka. Okay. And that's the first thing in wrestling I ever saw. And then because I got into watching wrestling mm-hmm. like that my grandparents my aunts and uncles would buy vhs's and just go oh you know eggy's into wrestling you know mm-hmm. here's a wrestling tape yeah and it would be like rest i would get like wrestlemania 3 with andre and hogan yes and and i get like wrestlemania 4 with a big they were like a double vhs tape and there were like two three hour shows on each VHS yes. with the, the tournament, uh, I would get like, they would get me like mega matches with like Randy Savage on the cover where Randy Savage would wrestle like Earthquake <laughs> and weird matches that were just taped. And it was also weird because 
one side of my family would buy these, and the other side of my family, because wrestling, they would pick up WCW VHSs. Okay. And it got to a point where, because I was like six, seven, it got to a point I legitimately thought that Sting and Ric Flair was in the same company as Hogan, because I was getting Ric Flair in WrestleMania like eight yes. against Savage. But I was also getting VHSs of like Ric Flair versus Sting at like uh, Great American Bash. Yeah. <laughs> and it was I was getting caught confused like and you know, you get the people show up like I had I would watch um the or what was Halloween Havoc where they had the cage and Abdul the Butcher got electrocuted <laughs> yeah. with that fucking clusterfuck. <laughs> and Rick Rude was in it. Yeah. But I, my grandparents had bought me a VHS and it was Rick Rude versus the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Yeah, so, so in your I head as a kid, you the longest yeah. time. It's all connected. Yeah, of course. And yeah, I had the, the Hasbro figures. Mm-hmm. Uh, I we went to the seaside and we would play the I don't know if you had the the WrestleFest arcade machine. Yeah, I know. Where, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, play that, and mm-hmm. I would just stick pound coin after pound coin and play that, and I was just obsessed. I think I went from just gradually watching it to being obsessed when I saw Hulk Hogan. Yeah. When I don't know if you remember, they would have Hulk Hogan come out, but instead of him going, like, fingers, and he would come out, and they would put their camera down the aisle, and you would see him with his hand on his waist. Yes, 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 I know you're talking about. And it got to a point where I saw the, you know, his music started, and then the long aisle, and the camera came down, and he's smiling with the hands on his waist, in, like, WrestleMania or somewhere, Mm or, in fact... It was, I remember the match that it was, on a VHS, it was Hulk Hogan and Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus General Atnan and Sergeant Slaughter with the big boss man as the referee. Yes, I know I know it, the exact match you're talking about. It was that, yeah. and it just showed you, it panned down the aisle, and Hulk Hogan, and I remember watching this go, who's this guy? <laughs> and it's like, who is this? Yeah. Yeah, great cinematography by the WWF at that point. Yeah, it was amazing how they did it. And then I started being a really big fan when it got to the smoking guns, diesel, yeah. razor and moon. So the, new, the new generation with Shawn Michaels yeah. and all them, yes. Yeah, they, that's that's kind of where I – I remember being – I mean, my first memory of, of wrestling was probably – 90 like 94 95 area when they were just starting when they, it was Shawn michaels was starting to become the singles wrestler uh bret hart of course and all them that same time period so that was my i mean my my childhood was um watching watching them watching like razor ramon and and Shawn michaels and bret hart um and not so much hogan because at that point hogan's gone I mean, Hogan left the WWE in 94, I think, or so, 94, 95. So Hogan wasn't a thing for me. You know, I mean, Hogan 
was just a name. I remember him when I was a kid as in um was it Mr. Nanny? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like and and then of course being from Philadelphia, Rocky is the big biggest thing biggest movie franchise in in our city. So knowing him as Thunderlips, but never knowing that Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan until then of course you start seeing every now and then them playing like old matches and like you said getting VHSs of old matches and seeing oh Hulk Hogan was a wrestler so for me it was yeah it was always Shawn Michaels that's why he's my favorite and it, really the reason I watch wrestling was because of Shawn Michaels so, yeah the very first uh, pay-per-view I was allowed to because in England I think between 90 what year was WrestleMania 10 about 95 yeah I think so yeah right around there yes yeah we got in England we got the pay-per-views live between 94 5 WrestleMania 10 roughly Mm -hmm. till around 2010 so about you know 20 years we got the pay-per-views for free Oh, in wow. The UK. We got them for free. We just had to stay up and watch them. Yeah. Because it was a big thing in my high school that someone would take them, like mainly me, and you would pass them around to people that didn't watch it. Yeah. And so it was. But I believe, I think one of my favorite shows as a, a kid, and I believe it was in Philadelphia, SummerSlam might have been Nightmare, when it was Hogan Earthquake... Like Hogan Earthquake, uh, Hogan Earthquake, it was the Ultimate Warrior Rick Rude in a cage and the classic two out of three with Heart Foundation and Demolition. Oh, man. I think that was Philadelphia. I know I know. Um, at that point in the WWF, Survivor Series would, like, come to Philadelphia almost every other year. So, mm. I, think most, I mean, odds are it probably was in Philadelphia. Because I can't, off the top of my head, I cannot remember that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, this, to from what we started watching to what it is, it's such a big difference from the gimmick-driven to now the more, I mean, yes, there's gimmicks, but it's more black and gray, more guys, just their personalities. Um, and if you can't bitch about wrestling, you know what I mean, Um that's the one thing that people love to do, and especially if you're on Twitter, when you're on Twitter and you're watching the reaction. That was my first instinct last night after Ultimate Deletion, was to go on and go, okay, are they going to rip it up <laughs> on Twitter or are they really going to like it? And I'm scrolling down and everyone's putting up polls to see if you like it or not. And every poll I would put in, you would see 80% liked it every time. Going wow, people really did enjoy it, and of course people would pick nitpick and say, well, they probably could have did this, they should have did that, but I liked it, and everyone ended with, but it was good, but I liked it. So it, it's so fun to, which is the reason we started our podcast, is just to have fun, be able to talk to like-minded uh, wrestling fans, and not just like-minded, but people that don't agree with us, because it's just that much more fun when you can debate with people. And and civilly, of course, but just to have fun and be able to talk wrestling. Yeah, I mean, wrestling is like, it can be, it is like a TV show. I'd like, you know, your Game of Thrones and kind Mm -hmm. of episode of TV and all of that. 
But I think at times it's not seen as a TV show. It's seen more. The fans sometimes, in my opinion, pick and choose when they want to decide that it is entertainment and that it's not. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, you know, when you have AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan's wrestling, oh, it's more seen as more sport. Mm-hmm. But, and then they'll pick apart, you know, like your Strowman kind of stuff or your, your the more storyline-based stuff. Yes. And it's like you can't, you can't put them on the same platform. Yes, yeah. Because that's why AJ Styles, if, you know, if you've noticed, never really get storylines. It's like, stick him in the ring, he'll go 45 minutes, he'll rip the house down, people will be happy. Yes, yeah. Whereas you can't do that so much with a Roman Reigns, even though he is good. You know, good. He yeah. needs a caveat around him. Yeah, well, and that's the biggest thing, I think, with this Cena-Taker thing, is you, you don't need these guys to tell a long, drug-out story to get mm. to a match. You can literally just, like I said, night of, okay, they're going to wrestle. And most fans go, all right, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, because you know Taker and, and Cena, regardless of age with Taker and stuff like that, you know, as long as Taker is in good shape, these guys are going to go. And they're going to most likely put on a good show, regardless of whether you like them, hate them, think they should be in it, think they shouldn't. They're still going to, they're still going to put on a show. I think, especially with... This WrestleMania, I think they're smart enough WWE to to kind of think, yeah, it might be a stinker, Undertaker Cena, might be a stinker. But I think they will get away with this WrestleMania for the simple fact is, if AJ Nakamura is what we think it will be, mm-hmm. you will go away from WrestleMania thinking about that match rather than the fact that. Roman Reigns has won again. Yeah. Or maybe Undertaker should have retired. I think you'll go away and think of that. Yeah, and if if you're going to complain about anything, you're probably going to complain about Roman Reigns winning anyway. You're not going to complain about a Cena-Taker match. Yeah, true. That's why they should just drag it out and make it storyline in the match. Mm -hmm. Let Cena hit and, you know, an A. Undertaker kicks out of the obligatory Cena kicks out of the tombstone, he'll kick out the, just don't do too much. Yeah. You know, make sure Undertaker can at least walk out of the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think uh I think with uh less than three weeks now, um everything's starting to come into place. Now of course with this breaking news of Daniel Bryan, it's it makes it that much more interesting and and uh, exciting. But, I mean, I think we have a pretty good card at this point. There's still some things that have to be tied up. Um, like Rusev, uh, for instance, he's won. And, and, of course, with Daniel Bryan now and uh, Strowman's partner. Um, so and there's still uh, nothing, of course, yet has been said about the Bludgeon Brothers, Usos, and uh, New Day. So there's still some things to happen, which is, which is good because we got some little bit of time there they can build. But overall, I think it's not going to be a, a bad rumble, or rumble. Wow, bad mania, because um, at the end of the day, WWE knows how to put on a show, and uh, and always does, and always usually, at least gives you something to be happy about for a majority of the show. 
Yeah, for me, as long as the AJ Nakamura match is what I think it will be, uh, and you will have the, you know, the love of the fact that Daniel Bryan's probably not going to wrestle on that show. Yeah. I think as long as they don't severely fuck that up mm-hmm. and that match is good, I'll be happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Eggy, I appreciate you um, wasting the time for me and not letting me be by myself. Um, it's been really fun. And um, we'll definitely have you on after Mania. We'll get some Mania reaction from you. And um, at least the dream will be back and we'll be able, to, all of us, to be able to talk. But um, I can't thank you enough for being on and talking wrestling for an hour with me. No, it was my privilege, and as Brad Paisley said, it's time well wasted. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, I mean, just promote promote your channel. I mean, we have, but go ahead and let everybody know. Yeah, well, I'm Edgar, you know, the goalless idiotic Brit from the M&H podcast. You can find us on M&H Society on our joint channel. You can find me personally at DCEU underscore society where we do a once a week podcast on movies and we do slate episodes where we talk about different subjects. We have a daily podcast that goes up uh, Monday to Friday where we just chat the local news on whatever's come out in the world of movies. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay, well, um, again, thank you so much. This has been um, Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast. Um, if To find us on Twitter, at 215wrestling, and on Facebook.com slash 215wrestling. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, the next time you hear from us, the Supreme Dream will be back from honeymoon, and that bastard is right now sitting by the pool while here in Philadelphia, it's we're expected 8 to 12 inches of snow. So, Wow. Um, he could go screw himself uh, where he is right now. And um, again, Eggie, thank you so much. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, we'll talk to everybody later. Thanks a lot, guys.